इट हैज बिन अ लॉन्ग टाइम सिंस आई हैव बिन ऑन द पॉडकास्ट अलोन सोलो राइट वेल देर हैर अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स दैट आई हैव टू टॉक अबाउट दर इज द मूवी एस ऑर एस्टडे दर इज एफ वन ओ माई गॉड देर इज एफ वन आई हैव टू टॉक अबाउट एफ वन सो मच हैज हैपन्ड आई हैव टू गेट यू गाइज कॉट अप ऑन ऑल द ड्रामा एंड अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स आर गॉन हैपन सो विदाउट एनी फर्दर अ ड्यू सेट विथ मी सेट लाउडली एंड सेट प्राउडली आई मीन If you want to, because if you say it really loudly, your parents will look at you and be like, "Damn, son, what's up?" <laughs> so, without any further ado, let's just jump right into the intro. Boom! And welcome to the ABHI podcast. Damn, that feels like throwback. It's been like almost four, five weeks since I had a normal episode, and it's good to be back. So let me start with the topmost thing on my mind, Dune. Yesterday, I went with my brother to the theaters to watch a movie called Dune. Most of you might already know it because you have seen the trailers, but you don't know what that story is because, you know, even I didn't know what the story was. Let me tell you. This movie looks super awesome. Like every frame of the movie looks like some awesome architectural masterpiece. Like you know that Marvel CGI, right? The Marvel VFX. It's good. It's not bad. It's very accurate to physics and it's accurate lighting and everything. But it's very plastic. Like you just can't tell like okay it's cgi it works but it's not something that is going to blow my mind away right but dune the vfx in dune is so realistic that in your mind you are like obviously this is not real obviously it's fake but your eyes when they look at the picture it's so realistic you will be like Am I supposed to believe my eyes, or I am just supposed to follow the obvious by knowing that it's not real? I mean, let me tell you this, okay? If this movie did not have that great cinematography and the great VFX, then I would not have given this movie like seven point five or seven out of ten. I would have given it more like six or six point five, because the story of this movie, it's uh, it's actually split in two parts. They purposefully did this, like Bahubali one and Bahubali two. The stories. Uh, like quite big and they wanted to emphasize on every small character also okay so that's why they split the movie in two parts okay but the thing is that in the first in in the new in the first part of this series only the f- starting like the first act of the movie was like well structured after the sec after the first act the second act is like uh, kind of random like they didn't know what they wanted to do and then the third act they just ended it like yeah okay something is going to happen it was not like suspenseful like how in bahubali 1 there was this whole build up towards the end and when katappa like kills bahubali everyone was like i want to see what happens right now right now i still remember when i went to see bahubali 1 in theaters after the end when katappa kills bahubali I thought that this was a second intermission because I thought that the movie is like super duper long, and that is why they're giving two breaks. But then I was suddenly like, "Oh, it's part two is coming out after two years! Damn it!" 
but that factor of excitement was completely missing in dune like you would just be only the people who were like super impressed with the cgi and the people who are die hard fans of the actual dune storyline they will come to see part 2 but people who are just you know coming to see this movie for time pass or to have like some good time they'll just see the movie they'll get bored and they won't come to see part 2 it was not interesting enough to make the people who did not care about the movie care about the movie you know what i'm saying so that is why this movie i think bahubali did that two part thing better way 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 better but the cgi in this movie is so damn good like i think the best usage of cgi is when you use it to enhance practical effects not completely base it on cgi i mean of course if you're really really high budget and you can put all your money in vfx then super duper awesome you don't have to build all these sets and things which is so wasteful and so time consuming but if you already have so much money why not just build a practical set it's mo- so much more fun like i was seeing this interview with christopher nolan that famous director of interstellar inception all these movies dark knight everyone knows dark knight okay so someone asked him uh, why don't you like vfx and green screen why do you always go for the practical effects and practical stunts and everything he says that when i make it practical it's more engaging for the actors the crew members and for me like when you make it practical you have more fun and that's why you feel more connected with the movie but if it's only green screen it's like lifeless you don't feel the excitement it's just like another day on the work right it's just another day but if you come to a practical set a set that rotates a set that explodes a set that moves or has character you feel like damn i'm doing something really awesome over here it feels like a play time more like a job time you know what i'm saying So if you seen the Marvel movies they so many times upload like behind the scenes clips and all of them is just green screen and actors attached to wires like pretending to fly in space but it's just green screen even Game of Thrones there was this very famous clip in I think season 8 where uh, this uh, that uh, what's that Emily's car- oh, what's that uh, Daenerys yeah Daenerys Targaryen okay so she's like petting a dragon and behind the scenes it's literally just a stick with green color uh, sponge thing attached to the ends and she's just petting it so everyone was just laughing at it but if you see christopher nolan's behind the scenes clips it's all real sets like in inception there's this scene where the whole corridor of a hotel lobby like moves around like the corridor of a hotel moves like rotates normally in marvel movies they would just attach actors to like some ropes and make them go around but christopher nolan built the whole set and the actors had to practice for months to act on this rotating set so behind the scenes was even more interesting to watch sometimes even more interesting than the actual movie because some of us don't understand high concept movies <laughs> don't understand high concept movies <laughs> so that's what i'm saying dune so much of it was shot in real locations in the real sand in real places only the scenes where the spaceships are landing those scenes are obviously cgi but i also have to say 
I thought that the theater that I went to see the movie in would not give me the best movie experience because it's quite small and it's quite new. So I thought that the speakers would be kind of like medium quality, the picture quality will be okay. But when I went there, the screen was really bright. It was really vibrant, colorful. Only some scenes were like dark, but the speakers, oh my God, the sound designing in this movie, oh, it is so good. Like whenever there's a spaceship landing, you feel the vibrations coming from the speakers. My seats were vibrating. I was feeling like I was in 4D, but I was not. So that was a very good movie experience for me. And I would think that if you guys want to experience a movie, Dune is a good movie to feel the experience. Like you won't ever feel a Marvel movie. I mean, you will get excited by all the hype. I have seen Endgame in theaters myself and Infinity War. It's just the audience reaction and the hype of the movie that makes it propel itself. But it does not make you feel the movie. Even I saw Infinity War in 4DX. I still did not experience it as much as I felt and experienced Dune. So go check it out. It's full jam-packed with A-list actors like Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya and Dave Batista and everything. Speaking of Dave Batista. I am going to see Bond on October 4th. That's right, October 4th, I'm going to see the new James Bond movie in the theaters with my brother, with my brother, all right? I am a huge James Bond fan, not of the old movies. I don't give a, I don't care about the old movies. I only care about the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, especially Casino Royale. I have, I think, mentioned this in the past as well. Casino Royale is one of the best James Bond movies and one of my favorite James Bond movies. It's so good, but I won't go on a tangent right now because I can make like a one hour video just like, you know, gushing and making a big fanboy out of myself for Casino Royale. I won't go down that road, down that rabbit hole right now. I'll save it for some other time, okay? But I am going to see Quant no, not Quantum of Solace. <laughs> I'm going to see No Time to Die in theaters on October 4th. I am super excited for this movie. I haven't seen any promotion like material for like seven months now. The only trailer I saw was when they released it for the first time. And then I saw the Super Bowl trailer. And that's it. And I think I saw those trailers only like two times each. That's it. And I heard the song of Billie Eilish, which is a very good song, I think. I think, I think it is my second favorite song after uh, uh, You Know My Name. Uh, that is, uh, what's his name? That this musician's name. John Cornell or something like that? I don't know. But his first name, I forgot. This last name is something Cornell. Okay? Chris Cornell. Yes, Chris Cornell. So his uh, You Know My Name for Casino Royale is my favorite Bond intro song. And then I think second is uh, Billie Eilish. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, I thought I would never say this, but yeah, Billie Eilish is a good song. Uh, I think it's mainly made by Hans Zimmer. That's why I like it more. But we'll talk about that later. All right. So the last James Bond movie that I saw in theaters was Quantum of Solace, which was back in 2008. I, I was five years old that time. I was born in 2003 and that movie came in 2008. I was five years old and now almost 14 years later, I am 
revisiting Bond in theaters. Now, it's a big moment for me, okay? Because I am a huge movie fan. And on top of that, if you put Bond... So, I have not heard any reviews for the new James Bond movie. But I have high hopes. Like, the from the things that I have seen in the trailers, I feel like they have, you know, gone above and beyond to make this movie, like, like one of the best because this is the last movie that Daniel Craig is going to make as the James Bond character and it's a healthy number five movies from one actor it's a good it's a good amount it's a good amount because all these movies like took 14 2006 right so almost 15 years as Bond it's not a joke it's not an easy task my dudes it's not an easy task five 15 years in five movies so every uh, almost every three years they released a movie which is insane trust me it is okay well i am excited for bond and we'll see how that turns out and yesterday was the premiere for the new james bond movie so even the f1 people came because uh, formula one uh, sorry aston martin entered formula one this uh, season right so to celebrate that and because they're aston martin they are like one of the main sponsors for the James Bond franchise. So uh, the, the the racers who race for the F Formula One Aston Martin team, they went to the red carpet of uh, James Bond. Speaking of F1, now let's finally get into F1. So much drama has gone down in F1. So much drama. I think the last time I mentioned F1 on the podcast was like four episodes ago, which is like two months of no F1 news to you guys. Let me just give you a debrief of what happened. The latest race that happened was in... She... Uh, I forgot. Let me just quickly search that. So the latest race that took place was in Russia. And Lewis Hamilton came on top. Max Verstappen was second. But Max Verstappen had to swap his engine. And because of that, he got a penalty and had to start from the last position. That is P20. But at the end of the race, he came P2, which is a big jump. Checo Perez did not have a very good luck, even though he's my favorite driver. He started the race at P8, but ended the race on P9, which is a sad story. But uh, I move. Alright. The most interesting thing happened at the Italian GP. Alright. This was before the Russian Grand Prix. And this race was completely insane okay both lewis hamilton and max verstappen were going head to head none of them were giving each other any space to breathe or take a break and what happened is that they both crashed into each other and max verstappen's car went on top of lewis hamilton's car i'll put like a screenshot of the thing right now you will see that it looks insane. If you see the replay on YouTube, you'll get like, how did this car get on top of that car? How is that possible? But it did happen. And now the difference between these two drivers is only of two points. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, only two points separate these guys. Now, I want Max Verstappen to win. In, tomorrow, in the next race, right? I think it's happening on Sunday. Let me just check again. When is the next race happening? It's happening in Turkey on Sunday. October 10. Yeesh, that's a long way around. 
now it's september 30 so it's happening in 10 days but uh, it's happening it's happening at 4 pm kuwait time istanbul park i am super excited because if max wins that race then he will overtake lewis hamilton by at least 4 points in my opinion i think 4 points yeah 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 almost almost 4 5 points verstappen will be in lead if he wins if he does not then lewis will increase that gap and i don't want that gap to increase i'm telling you i want it to close and overtake i want verstappen to get the to get the lead and win the season because if he wins this this will be his first world championship victory and if lewis hamilton wins this it will be a record breaking championship for him because till now he and michael schumacher are tied okay both of them have seven world championships but if lewis wins this he'll get eight world championships and break the record that michael schumacher had okay and now that he's tied with but if verstappen wins this will be his first victory so both of them have a lot of uh, you know pride in this uh, championship lot of pride because for this guy it will be it will be his first and for the other guy it will be record breaking so i'm just like excited to see who's going to come out on top i am personally rooting for verstappen and speaking of verstappen it's his birthday he just turned 24 years old like i think today or yesterday was his birthday and uh, he just turned 24 and awesome thing about verstappen is that many of you might not have known about this but he won his first ever f1 race his debut race he won so because of that he has even more hype and he shows so much promise like he could be the next schumacher or verstappen or oh sorry he could be the next hamilton or schumacher like he's that high level potential and i think there are no four yeah there are four young racers that show a lot a lot a lot of potential a lot of potential okay of course verstappen is number 1 Lando Norris then George Russell and Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc is for Ferrari. Uh Land uh, George Russell is for Williams, but good news is that next year he's shifting to Mercedes and Valtteri Bottas who was in place before is now moving down to Alfa Romeo. So uh, I should say George Russell in Mercedes, but currently he's in Williams so I'll keep him in Williams, okay? Don't give him extra credit. He should earn it more. All right. So Charles Leclerc is in Ferrari. Uh, George Russell is in Williams. Uh, Lando Norris is in uh, this thing, McLaren. And actually, the last Russian GP was quite sad for Lando Norris because in qualifying he came P1. All right. And when he started the race, his pace was good. Everything was fine. But what happened towards the end of the race was that it started raining more, and he made a wrong judgment in not changing his tires. his teammates were like you know radioing him and telling him to come in to change the tires but he was like no 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 if i come in i'll lose my position and hamilton will overtake me but because and which is a solid thinking but just like you know he took a gamble and sometimes gambles they you know they give you a fruitful result or sometimes they don't and in this case it didn't give him a fruitful result poor guy his uh, it was the track was so wet that uh, there was a sharp turn coming up and he couldn't turn in time so he skid and he lost seven places so when at the end of the race he came p7 instead of p1 so 
very sad for him and he was quite disappointed but he has so much potential like he just needs more experience that's it already at such a young age he's one of the youngest f1 drivers like he's i think 21 years old only like 4 years older than me imagine 4 years older than me and he's one of the best f1 young generation drivers like till now okay so charles leclerc george russell george russell also is doing amazing things with williams like it's insane williams is like one of the bottom tier teams in the past 5 6 years their golden era was in the 90s and early 2000s but uh, they were so strong and they were making so many innovations that fia that's the ruling governing body of formula 1 they purposefully introduced rules and regulations that uh, you know uh, made williams a weak team because every year if the same team wins it becomes a boring and stale sports right if there's no competition like you know oh okay this team always wins i don't care about the sport anymore so to change that up they uh, added some rules that made williams a very weak team because in the 90s their car was winning every season every time their, their car was the mo- most high tech advanced car but and they were introducing so much new technology that there were not even rules in place to like you know regulate these new technologies so they were winning every time i saw a video on this on youtube and that's how i know all this stuff like williams was at the top of its game in the uh, in the 90s but then fia struck them down and brought them back to the bottom tier but because of george russell this season Williams has like literally cru- crushed it like absolutely outperformed their own car like uh, Nicholas Latifi he's the second driver for Williams and he's like just like uh, a mediocre like no one gives it that that much care about him but both of them have the same car George Russell and Nicholas Latifi both have the same cars but George Russell has so much talent and so much skill that he can even make a dumb car like williams car like perform at more than its potential more than its potential that's how good he is imagine what he will be able to do in a mercedes car he would literally maybe outperform hamilton which is a lot okay hamilton is one of the greatest f1 drivers of all time and if george russell outperforms him which i don't think will happen anytime soon because hamilton just has so much experience it's unreal he's like a wikipedia walking wikipedia for f1 okay so it's not going to happen but he is very promising george russell is very promising and then of course verstappen is already at hamilton's rivalry level so he's like if these three guys are here then verstappen is like here like a different tier completely you have to make a different a uh, segment to categorize Verstappen he's just like that next breed which defines the sport like leads the sport into the future yeah 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 oh let me tell you one more thing just before the italian grand prix okay in the dutch grand prix or was it the belgian no 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 which was it belgian yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so this happened like in the belgian grand prix it happened on august 29th sun- sunday okay in the belgian grand prix 
it was raining so 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 much normally when it rains f1 races do not stop they just keep on continuing all right but this track was having a lot of downward slopes and it was super dangerous like if and because of the slope the water would like you know make a puddle at the end of the slope which would make it even more dangerous and these cars move at such high speeds that there's always a mist behind them so the drivers can't see anything and there are so many high speed slopes in on this track that no matter how much power or how slow you move your car you are going to crash into someone you are going to hurt yourself or the track marshals or the car or anything you can hurt the audience also and that's why they had to cancel the race and because of the cancellation okay george russell by i don't know how but for that race in qualifying george russell qualified i think p2 or p3 because of the rainy condition he was really performing at his peak at that rain condition all right so he got p3 and at the end of the race when like at the when this race was about to start they did some formation laps to see if it's safe but they only managed to get two laps or three laps in and after they after that they cancel the race and people were like so what there's no winner for this race or are you going to decide the winner or are you going to redo the race and they're like no 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 we don't have the time or money to like do this whole race again so they're like we'll just decide the winners right now so verstappen came on top and george russell came second his first podium happened because of a race cancellation and what a lucky person he is man what a lucky person Williams from the bottom team went straight up to like the sixth or sixth or fifth team immediately, and everyone was in shock. How did this happen? How was this guy so lucky? But it happened, and that was his first podium. His first F one podium happened because of a race cancellation. Oh, you just have to you know give props to this guy's luck. It's just so much luck, this guy. and now he's going to go to mercedes next year so it's even more crazy it's even more insane okay so yeah uh, yeah and there's like this whole meme also like uh, uh, kimi raikkonen okay he announced his retirement which is like a quite an obvious news because he's like 45 47 years old now so and he's quite like you know old and he's done with he already got a world championship in 2007 or 8 So he's retiring, right? It's a okay news, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, Kimi Raikkonen, nice, nice, nice." But after he decided that he's going to retire, so many other major news started to come from Formula One. Like, it, there's so many memes on it. Like, there's a small domino with uh, the caption "Kimi Raikkonen retiring." Then there's a bigger domino with like a bigger news, and then at the end there's like a full wall, and like that's that. The meme is everyone saying, "Let me just search, then I can find out." I forgot. Okay, I give up. <laughs> I give up. I can't find anything. I can't find anything. But there was this whole meme where, um, like, it started with the announcement of Kimi Raikkonen's retirement, and then it just followed up with bigger, bigger, bigger news. I think it just followed up with George Russell's announcement to Mercedes, and then Valtteri Bottas's shift to AlphaTauri, and then it was like something else, like uh, someone is retiring or something. I don't know. But crazy. It was going down, and uh, it was insane. It was truly insane. Uh, yeah.
So I think that should cover up everything that you guys missed in F1. That should basically do it, right? Yeah, George Russell podium, race cancellation, Verstappen crashed into Hamilton, uh, Hamilton won the latest race, Verstappen came P2, something about Perez. Next race is happening on October 10. Uh, speaking of October 10, my birthday is on October 13th. Gang, gang. But on October 14th, my brother is leaving Kuwait and going to India. Finally. It's kind of sad, you know, because uh, it's like he's going to India for like permanently now, his college and everything. So he won't be coming back to Kuwait anytime soon. It is like kind of sad for me because I've been staying with him in the room for like almost all my life and now I'm going to be separated so there's like a little bit sadness factor coming but uh, you know life moves we move and uh, you know we'll meet each other in the future we'll meet we'll meet and uh, yeah October 14th he's going to India so on October 13th I'm going to have like a birthday party with my family and then maybe on October 15th when my brother is gone I'll have a party with the friends. We'll see. I think we'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a good party. We'll have a good party. And yeah, I think that should cover the movie. It covered F1. It covered my birthday. Anything else? My phone, I said, yeah, my phone's microphone is completely busted. So I am searching for a new phone. I am looking at the Galaxy S21, the 256 GB variant because no extra, no expandable storage on the latest phones right so it's better to have more storage inbuilt than you know being like oh i need to delete some photos i need to put this on the cloud none of that just get high storage so you don't have to worry about all that bs afterwards right plus i need a new phone like my uh, phone currently has quite bad camera like with today's standards back then it was good like for the money and for everything it was good camera plus this phone has so many features that the new phones just will not ever have like this phones can support dual sim with expandable storage it has a headphone jack and it, it does not have wireless charging but it has usb-c fast charging it has the latest android and everything so uh, i'm kind I'm, I'm 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 inclined to use this phone for three years at least it's been two and a half years i've been using this phone for two and a half years so uh, it's almost close to three years actually no not even two and a half years is it when did i buy this phone i think in february so october october november december january february yeah, yeah so almost two and a half years i've been using this phone and i think it's a good amount of time to use a phone that was i bought this phone for like 98 kd and a few months after i purchased it was like 75 kd but i don't regret my uh my decision I did a lot of research before I bought this phone because it was the best value for money. Everything below this price range was just like, you know, subpar. It did not have good camera, it did not have good, good screen, it did not have the latest technology. But because of this investment or this phone, I got the USB-C, got the fast charging. And because of this phone, I have now two charging bricks, which you do not get in the new phones. You do not get new charging bricks in the phones. So, yeah, I have a charging brick from my father's S8. And I haven't even touched the charging brick that came with this phone. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Nowadays, the new phones, they don't come with the charging brick. They don't come with headphones. And that's it. They only come with the phone and some paperwork and like a charging wire. That's it. 
I think because they're trying to cut down on the whole pollution thing, they know that all the people already have the charging bricks. They just need the, what do you say? The thing. What is it? The thing, the thing, the thing, the thing. They need the wire. That's it. Because wires only get beaten up the most. The adapters, they stay fine for a long time. So yeah, that's my phone. That's F1. That's my brother going to India. That's my birthday. That's the movies. I have covered a lot of topics in this episode. And I think I am feeling quite comfortable to end it over here. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this chill back, relax episode. You know, it's one of those episodes that is just like a break from all the collabs and the high production stuff. Next week, I am planning something big. Okay. Like uh, it's a podcast episode, but it's going to be like a review podcast episode. I'm going to give you the name of the show that I'm going to review. It's called gravity falls exactly yeah most of you might have heard about it but if you haven't don't worry my fellow friends i will give you a very good description in the next episode i am planning something very special for that one okay uh for those of you who know gravity falls it's all about the easter eggs so uh not about like the easter easter eggs like the hints and clues right so uh the next episode i might have some hidden clues and hints in it Stick around to find out. Until then, this is your homie. This is your boy, Abhishek. I'll talk to you in the very next episode of the ABHI podcast. And until then, take care. Have a good time. Have a safe time. And I'll see you. Bye-bye. What is this? <laughs>